Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to this Our Changing World podcast from RNZ National, presented by me, Alison Balance. Around the world, from Greenland to Antarctica, glaciers are melting and retreating. The cause? Rising temperatures. But for 25 years between 1983 and 2008, some New Zealand glaciers were bucking the trend. They were getting thicker and longer. Franz Joseph Glacier on the west coast was a standout. It was positively sprinting as it regained half the ground it had lost in the previous seven decades, which left glaciologists from Niwa and Victoria University wondering what was going on. What was causing some glaciers, but not others, to grow? They set about answering that question using 10 years of data collected in the field by Brian Anderson, a 30-year record of aerial photos of New Zealand glaciers from Niwa's end-of-summer snowline programme, and some sophisticated physics and computer modelling. Here's Victoria University's Andrew McIntosh to tell us more. New Zealand has thousands of glaciers, in fact more than 3,000, and they are mostly in the Southern Alps in the central part of the South Island. Uh, They flow down to quite low elevation on the west side, so almost down to sea level. And uh, the big glaciers that we know well are are mostly around Mount Cook, so most of the tourists who see glaciers would go to Tasman Glacier or on the western side to, say, Franz Joseph. So tell me a bit more about that difference between something like Franz Joseph or the Fox Glacier on the west coast compared to the Tasman Glacier on the east coast. Fox and Franz Joseph Glacier flow uh, very quickly uh, down uh, towards the sea. Uh, They receive very high amounts of snowfall in their upper sections, so they're really transferring mass rapidly from top to bottom. And uh, Tasman Glacier also receives a lot of precipitation, but it's much larger and it's currently terminating in a lake, and that means that uh, it's uh, responding differently to climate change. So what have our glaciers been doing over the last couple of hundred years? In the 19th century, uh, when uh, the first uh, explorers came to New Zealand, they noticed uh, the glaciers for the first time, and uh, by the end of the 19th century, we started to map them. So there are wonderful historic maps of uh, glaciers at that time. They show they were much larger than what they are today. And uh, during the 20th century as a whole, they've been retreating. Um, But some glaciers have been undergoing some unusual behaviour of uh, retreating and then advancing again and then retreating. And so the focus of the paper that we just published was on one of these recent advance uh, phases. They've been retreating very rapidly in the last few years in particular. So since about uh, 2011, we've lost a lot of ice in the Southern Alps. But when you talk about these advances and something like the Franz Joseph and the Fox, Uh, what kind of speed and distance are we talking about? So they're always flowing fast, so it's not really um, so much about their increase in speed, although they do increase in speed a little. Um, But uh, in terms of distance, Fox and Franz Joseph Glacier both retreated about three to four kilometres during the 20th century, and in this recent re-advance phase, uh, Franz Joseph re-advanced by 1.4 kilometres. So it's about 40% of the, the mass that was sort of lost uh, during the 20th century it regained that um, in, in a 30-year period. But has retreated again since then. It has, yep. So Franz Joseph is now um, uh, smaller than it's ever been observed. 
So tell me about your study. There's been a long-standing problem about what really caused uh, this glacier advance phase. Uh, There's been some fine work on this previously um, by people like, uh, say, Blair Fitzharris at the University of Otago, who showed that uh, certain types of weather patterns uh, could result in advancing glaciers. But what wasn't known is uh, whether it's been uh, due to increased precipitation, so higher amounts of precipitation, um, or reduced temperature. So the idea that if you put perhaps more snow in at the top, you end up with more ice out at the bottom? Uh, Something like that, but it's, it's more complicated than you might think, because snow fall is um, controlled by temperature too. Uh, so when it's colder, the precipitation in the atmosphere it, uh, sort of falls mostly as snow. I mean, if it's warmer, it falls mostly as rain. So um, those two are interconnected. But uh, So when I'm talking about the precipitation control here, I'm actually uh, thinking about the absolute amounts that occur. So uh, you could imagine in a, a warming climate, so we have a global warming, chances are that precipitation levels overall might increase. And uh, so... Uh, in most parts of the world when we've seen advancing glaciers in, the, in recent decades, the first guess would be it would be due to increased precipitation overall rather than reduced temperatures, given that temperatures have been going up in most places uh, in the last uh, century, but in particular in the last 30 years. Uh, so here the, we have this sort of basic problem. Was it uh, increased precipitation because of global warming that's made our glaciers uh, make, have this unusual advance, or... Was there something unexpected going on uh, in the climate system that might have caused uh, a temporary cooling in New Zealand? So how did you go about teasing those two out? Uh, so, it's, I mean, it's a bit complicated, but we basically use computer models to, to try to, um, to sort of unravel this, this question and sort of solve this, this, this mystery. And uh, uh, first of all, we, use, we make a computer model of all the glaciers in the central part of the Southern Alps. The second step is that we use uh, data, so observations of melt rates and snowfall rates on glaciers, to check the models performing properly. It's doing a, a good job. And then the third part is that we carry out a bunch of experiments that are designed to tease out what's really causing the glaciers uh, to advance and retreat. And by doing that, you can see that temperatures, the major control on on the glacier uh, changes. So when those glaciers, the Fox and the Franz, were advancing, there must have been cooler temperature then? There were cooler temperatures, and um, we're not the first to discover these either. I mean, uh, for example, uh, Sam Dean at Niwa published a paper a few years ago showing that... uh, uh, in, especially in the 1990s, um, there were increased southerly uh, winds and uh, caused some uh, particularly cold years. Uh, we know that some of these been, have been associated with El Nino events in the past as well, in the 1990s, but also um, the early to mid-1980s. So we know that there have been these, um, I call, uh, kind of clusters of cool years uh, in, in recent times. I guess what we didn't know was uh, how important they were for making glaciers change. Pretty important. Pretty important, yeah. So um, in particular in the 1990s, there was a a string of cool years. Uh, They started after 1991, after the eruption of Mount Pinatubo in in the tropics, and continued for for a number of years. And uh, in the 1990s, uh, most of the uh, glaciers that were being observed in New Zealand were um, showing signs of advance. Now, just to be clear, uh, it's very hard to observe all the glaciers. So there are more than 3,000. We're just talking about maybe 50 or more that were actually observed to change during that time because uh, we can't look at all of them. Yeah. And is it that the effect is simply that when it's colder, the ice melts less? Uh, it's, it's a, there's a dual effect. So uh, if, it's, uh, if it's cooler, the ice melts less, like you just said, um, but also uh, more rain uh, falls as snow. 
So when it's cooler, there's a, a critical control on this thing called the, uh, the rain-snow threshold. You can imagine when it's a, around freezing, rain turns to snow. It's actually about one, one degree Celsius um, at, at about that level. But uh, if the, the whole climate is, is, is colder, uh, then uh, the rain-snow threshold comes down in elevation. So it will, uh, you know, on a glacier, it will cover more of the glacier in snow. There are other feedbacks too. If a glacier is covered in snow, um, it reflects more of the incoming sunlight back to space. So it um, it also so it enhances the growth of glaciers. So there, it's a that's why we need a computer model to understand this thing because there's a whole bunch of competing uh, influences that also um, interact with each other. So it's possible that if we had another period of cooler years you could get a temporary advance in some of these glaciers again, but that overall the trend is that the glaciers are retreating? Yes. So this happened in the 20th century. We had overall retreat and a number of uh, sort of advances. This summer has been um, particularly poor. There's been a, a lot of a lot of cloud and there's been uh, snow in the Southern Alps. It's been cool. Uh, sea surface temperatures off New Zealand have been lower than, than, than usual. So this summer has been a, a good example of the kinds of conditions that could, um, if it was sustained, uh, cause another glacier advance. And actually, Brian Anderson, my colleague at um, Victoria University, has uh, installed time-lapse cameras looking at the glaciers in the Southern Alps. And, and at Franz Josef, you can see right now a, a bit of a bulge of extra ice coming down. And that's really interesting. Franz has uh, retreated back to a position that's smaller than we've ever seen before. But it's likely that it looks like it might have just retreated a bit too much for the current climate and it could re-advance very slightly again. Um, but I would bet... If we look at what's going to happen over a decade or um, several decades, France is going to most likely retreat dramatically. So this effect was very marked in those West Coast glaciers. In that cool period, what happened on the Tasman Glacier on the eastern side? Uh, So Tasman Glacier has continued to retreat through that full period. Now, because Tasman locks up so much ice in the Southern Alps, it's it's about a third of the total ice of New Zealand. Um, That means that... uh, the retreat of Tasman during that period and other big glaciers like it, like Murchison Glacier, it means that ice has actually been lost overall from the Southern Alps. And uh, But just to be clear, it's not just a sort of east coast versus west coast thing. There have been uh, glaciers on the eastern side of the Southern Alps that have advanced and uh, glaciers on the western side that have retreated. It depends more on other things like the slope of the glacier in particular. The very steep ones uh, have a tendency to advance and retreat, uh, whereas the much gentler glaciers have, have developed lakes at their um, terminus. And once the lakes develop, it sort of decouples them a little bit from the very short-term climate changes, and it it, uh, makes them more likely just to to continue to retreat. That was Andrew McIntosh from Victoria University's Antarctic Research Centre. And on our webpage, rnz.co.nz slash ourchangingworld, you'll find a link to a story that Veronica Maduna recorded in 2012 when she joined co-author Brian Anderson on a field trip on the Franz Josef Glacier. Thanks for listening to this Our Changing World podcast. You can stay in touch with us on Twitter at RNZ Science. Matewa. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.